really excited to welcome in the man himself, Cameron Crutwig, to the program. Crut declared for the NBA draft a little over a week ago now. And he's also one of the biggest Bears fans I know. So we're going to talk football because I love talking football with him. Crut, first of all, congratulations on everything. Thanks for taking the time, man. How are you? I'm good. Yeah, what's up, Nick? Uh, thanks for having me on, man. You know, me and you go way back. You know, ever since my freshman year, you were with the Phoenix and stuff. So it's uh, it's good to kind of get back and uh, talk a little hoops and, and some Bears. So uh, let's do it. Well, we're going to start with the Bears because I'm really excited. I haven't really had a chance to talk about it yet since it was on Thursday, and obviously the show is on Sunday. Were you as excited as I was when you heard Justin Fields was selected? Yeah, I mean, I was watching with my dad. Um, obviously, when when they when they tra- traded up to what was it, eleven or something, I, I had a feeling they were going to take a quarterback. Um, yeah, I mean, I was uh, I was pretty hyped up. Obviously, you know. I think uh, I think it's ex- exciting now. You know the Bears are kind of back. Um, you know there's a lot of buzz and everything. You know we we had the 20th pick and it was kind of like, okay, we're probably just going to draft a, a lineman and there would have been some buzz with that, but uh, definitely not as much as there is now with, with trading up and, and getting field. So I, I think it'll be cool. I think it'll be fun. Um, you know just kind of get the city going again. There's nothing like Chicago when the Bears are are are, are good. And I mean 2018 was was a great year for the Bears and the Ramblers, but, uh, you know, just when, when the Bears are clicking, the, the city just seems to be in a, in a better mood. Now, I, I do have to ask you, because I'm going to make you the resident draft expert for a second, who did you want them to take? Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I feel like uh, I feel like we hit, hit a lot of our needs. We've got a quarterback. Uh, we got some got some linemen up front. Uh, obviously, you know, we, we dealt with a lot of injuries on the line last year, and a couple guys were banged up, and kind of had a, a misfit crew some of the some of the year so I think it's it's good to just get those guys uh some, some you know some guys up front um even if those guys don't play right away kind of develop them or I know we, we'll have some other guys that are back from injuries so I know Daniels got hurt last year and, and some other guys so yeah it, it'll be good to get those some new guys and and just uh, get them in the system and get some big guys up front for sure I'm looking forward to talking, hopefully, more football with you here down the road. I just wanted to get that out of the way first because that's been the big news in the city, it seems like. Oh, yeah. is, holy cow. But now we got to talk about you. Um, like I said, you declared for the NBA draft. You're going professional. Have you had any time to reflect on the last four years? Uh, I, yeah, I think uh, kind of last week. Uh, it was kind of my last week up at school. Um, you know, I, I was – talking with Austin, our, our video guy, Austin Hanson, who does kind of all of our video stuff. And, um, you know, I kind of told him like, Hey, you know, I kind of want to kind of want to, you know, cap off my career here at Loyola with a, with a little video just to kind of, you know, say a proper goodbye and stuff. And, and, uh, yeah, it, it turned out really great. I, uh, that was kind of, I kind of had the guys over, um, when Austin sent it to me, I think it got released on a Thursday, Wednesday night. I had some of the, most of the guys over, or anyone that could make it to, to my apartment, me and Lucas's place. And, uh, you know, just kind of watched it with them for the first time. And, and that was a pretty cool moment. And then, uh, you know, then kind of Friday was on and, and, you know, over the weekend. And then now it just kind of feels like, um, you know, that, that chapter of my life is kind of closed. Obviously I'll have the relationships and everything with all those guys forever. And, you know, I still talk with them and, and everything, but, just the, the feeling of, you know, me needing to be at, at Loyola and, and around the campus and stuff. I feel like I've kind of 
just kind of at peace with it. You know, I'm at peace with everything that happened with, with what we were able to do and, and the, the, the friendships and bonds that I was able to, to build. And, and now it's just time for the next chapter. And, and uh, you know, all the guys are supporting me. I support them. Uh, I'll be up there in the summer just, you know, to play and, and to get better and, and stuff. But yeah, right now I'm just kind of at home, just kind of going through the next step in the process, just working out, um, just trying to get better, you know? You know, I vividly remember, and I don't think I've ever told you this, that I did an interview with Coach Moser for an article. It was the day after your, I was at the sectional championship where you almost put up a quadruple double. I think that was the sectional championship when you almost did that. I interviewed Coach Moser the next day, and we talked about it. I mean, it was just before the interview, just small talk, you know, off the record. And now you're in conversation with, Larry Bird, Oscar Robertson, Hersey Hawkins with your stats. Did you ever expect that when you committed to Loyola and signed? No, you know, I don't think anyone ever expects that. Um, you know, I, I definitely had big hopes, big, uh, you know, big vision. Coach had a big vision for me here. But, um, you know, it just doesn't happen. You know, you got to work at it. You know, I've got, I got my body in great shape. Um, you know, I, I got better. I learned a lot of stuff. I mean, I came in knowing, knowing a lot of stuff, but I still learned the game, learned the college game and, and learned coach Moser's system, the loyal away, the culture and everything like that. And, and at the end of the day, you just got to buy in and, and believe in what the coaches are saying. And, and not just Mo, coach Moser, just all the coaches, uh, you know, I had a great relationship with, with a bunch of the coaches, you know, flash and me are, are, are very similar competitor type guys. Um, Drew, obviously, who's now, you know, the, the, the head coach, they're in great hands. Um, you know, just, just the bond that we were able to build with, build with all those guys is great. And, um, you know, we, we as stuff was going on and we were, you know, doing everything we were doing, it wasn't, it wasn't like we had planned, like, oh, we're going to do this or we're going to go to the Final Four, we're going to win this many Valley Championships. But as it was happening, you know, we, we believe that we could do it. We believe that we could do it every time we stepped onto the floor. We believe we could win. We believe we could compete with anybody. And, uh, you know, we were just a tough-nosed group, for sure. A big topic on the show in, in the last month, really. I, I didn't expect to ever be talking Loyola basketball like this through April, and now we're into May. But the program has seen a lot of changes over the last month, including between Coach Moser going to Oklahoma, Drew getting promoted, you declaring for the NBA draft. How has the last month with everything been for you? Yeah, it's uh, it's been kind of a whirlwind. Obviously, when Coach um, made that decision to go to Oklahoma, and he, he gave us a – he Zoomed us, and we kind of, you know, he was out in Oklahoma, so it was, it was a little difficult. I know he wanted to do it in person, but uh, just with the way everything was going, uh, he kind of Zoom called us and, and just told us. And, um, you know, I don't think any of us – you know, have any ill will towards him or anything just because, you know, it's something he had to do. It's something that, um, you know, it was a great opportunity, kind of hard to pass up on. And I think that's kind of the general feeling in the Loyola community is just, you know, you thank him for his, for his time here and building the program. And, and I'm just happy they kept it in the in-house with Drew, uh, keep the culture the right way. Um, yeah, so that, that was big for me. And then, uh, yeah, just, yeah, like you said, it's just been a, Pretty exciting time for Loyola basketball. Um, just got some great commitments, some guys coming back. So, yeah, it's definitely a good time. Did that have anything to do with your decision? Because obviously the, the quote-unquote free year, the free COVID year, 
uh, the other guys took. And like I said, you're going pro. Did that kind of impact your decision at all? Uh, no, no, I don't think, you know, if coach would have stayed at Loyola, I still believe that I would have, I would have gone and, and played or, and, and, and try to go pro. Um, you know, I just feel like it was my time. Uh, it, like you said, all the accolades and everything, the success that we've had, I just felt that it, as if it was just, just time to do it. It was time. Um, you know, my name's hot right now, especially after that Illinois game, just, just felt like it was time for me to do what I had to do, do what's best for me. And, and, um, yeah, just move on. You know, let's talk about that Illinois game. Because, like I said, this is the first time I've really talked to you in, like, it's been at least a year since COVID, the last time you and I have had, like, even a conversation one-on-one. How is it? How was that game for you, even in the moment, after the moment? Like, that's just – that was an insane game on your part and the team's part. Yeah, I mean, once we, once we saw that, um, you know – that they were the one seed in that bracket, and, and we had a feeling that we were gonna we were gonna go up against them. Um, you know, the NCA wanted a big story, big storyline. Um, you know, just because everything that happened, no tournament last year, two in-state rivals type of thing. Um, yeah, you know, I, I think we we were, you know, whenever you play one seed, you're not just going into the game thinking, oh, you know, we're gonna win this game. You know, obviously you're, you're the underdog. We're, we were the what eight seed. But, but it wasn't – we were never intimidated. We were never um, – you know, we played with a chip on our shoulder. I think you could see that in the first five minutes of the game. I think we got out up early on them, um, defending, being physical. Um, you know, when, you, when you're watching film on them and, and stuff leading up to the game, uh, you know, they're a really good team. You respect them. Um, they look really good on film. Transition was, it was a huge key. And when and then when when we got onto the floor during warmups and stuff, it, you know, it just kind of felt like another game. It felt like we can go out here and we can do this thing. And especially within the first three or four minutes of the game, we just we were really confident, playing really well, and, and we kind of controlled the whole game. And it was the, the guards really did their job. And, and like you said, uh, you know, I, I had a good game, and, and some other guys really really stepped up. And I mean, we really won the game on the defensive side of the ball. I mean. It, we only had like four four shots in transition. Um, you know, they only scored fifty eight points. So um, yeah, defense was definitely key in that game for sure. You know, I live in Central Illinois. I'm so to give you an idea. If you don't know where my hometown is, I'm about forty five minutes north of Illinois State. Okay, so I'm in prime Illinois Fighting Illini territory, yeah, and I sure. I work I work at a bar in town. Just you know, got to make a little extra cash. You know, and I I, I deal with a lot of Illinois fans. And let me tell you, your name came up a lot with that matchup with Coburn. And it is just awesome to see. Because I remember when people would ask me where Loyola was. And here they are. They're like, yeah, wow, how about Crutwig on Coburn? Because they, like, they were being cocky and everything. Like, typical meatball fan. I think they were joking. But your name has come up a lot with those fans. And that's really, really cool. Yeah, I mean, uh, I knew coming into the tournament, um, you know, I, we never want to look overlook anybody. We definitely didn't overlook Georgia Tech. We knew they were going to be a good team. But, um, yeah, we def- I mean, I for sure, and I know a lot of our guys kind of had that game circled, that Illinois game, just because, you know, it was a chance to, to be on the big stage and compete against, you know, one of the best teams in the country and, and show what we can do, show what we've been working for. And uh, we, we came out. We, we did it, man. I mean, uh, we were all juiced up, ready to go, ready to play. Um, you know, we, we all felt as if, hey, we should have been recruited by Illinois. We were good enough players to play at Illinois. And, and uh, you know, they just they just didn't, you know, give us the time of day and to recruit us. So we kind of came into that game with a little bit of a chip on our shoulder. And, 
and that's how we played. You bring up a great point about overlooking opponents. Coach Moser talked about it in the press conference. I mean, it was every press conference the last four years when it came March Madness, NIT, March Madness, whatever. One game at a time, one opponent at a time. People didn't believe me when I said that was your mentality because I remember it in 2018 during the Final Four run because I was there with you. And that's that's exactly how he was. It wasn't just coach speak. He actually meant one game at a time, right? Yeah. No, I mean, he kind of got like a broken record in, in the postseason, man. He, he, <laughs> every press conference, the same questions were asked and the same responses. Um, you know, just because you just, you just can't do that in college basketball because you lose your focus for one game and a guy gets hot or you let him get going and it really, you know, spells trouble for a lot of people and, and – that Georgia Tech team, a lot of people, you know, overlooked them. You know, everyone was saying, oh, that matchup with Illinois is going to be great. But but that Georgia Tech team that we beat, that was a good win. Um, you know, I didn't – they played a lot of zone. They played a kind of a junk zone defense, which is which is tough to handle. I mean, they, they were one of the hottest teams in the NCAA. Um, they, they had won the ACC tournament. They had, they had won a couple games in a row, I think eight of the nine games or something. Um, and, and they played this zone, which was which was tough. We've never seen something like that before. Um, obviously, you know, their, their best player was out with COVID, which which um, as a competitor and as a as a competitor, you, you never want to see the other team's best player go out, especially a guy that I was going to match up with um, in, in Moses Wright and and everything. So that was, that was kind of a bummer. But, you know, they were still a good team. They went small ball. Um, definitely not the, the best game for myself. Obviously, just the matchups weren't there. And, I mean, Lucas really, really brought us home, and, and the guards really played well against that zone, and they forced us to shoot, and, and we made shots. So that, that was a big-time game. And then, obviously, that Illinois game, um, you know, we were, we were ready to go for that one. But, yeah, that Georgia Tech game, we'll, we'll get – as the years go on and, and as – everyone will remember that Illinois game, but people will definitely forget about that Georgia Tech game, and you got to get to the first one to get to the second one. Talking with Cameron Crutwig on the Sunday Sports Shootout here on WLUW 88.7 FM. All right, let's talk about the future. I first want to talk about your future. What's next for you in the NBA draft process, in professional opportunities? What is your next step here now that you've signed with an agent? Yeah, so, um, you know, I signed with an agent uh, recently this week. Um, just just going through my options, trying to, you know, I want to play professional basketball at, at, at some level. So whether that be the NBA, overseas, um, from what I'm hearing right now is that, you know, overseas seems to be a, a pretty good fit. And, um, you know, my style of play would fit in well over there. Um, but but the, the ultimate goal for me is the NBA. Um, Trying try to make play at the highest level you can. Um, I feel like I've, you know, made a name for myself in college. Um, when, I, when I first came to college, the questions were, is he going to be athletic enough to play? Is he going to be able to guard ball screens? Is he going to be... You know, he's a little undersized, and, and um, you know, I, I've answered those questions throughout my whole career at Loyola. I've always played my, my best games against high major dudes, against bigger, bigger, faster, stronger guys. So, um, you know, it, it's it's nothing nothing changes really now. Now the questions are, can I shoot? Can I defend? Am I athletic enough to play? So, you know, I, I got to go, go and prove myself again, and, and that's something that, uh, I've been working at. I've been working, you know, three times a week now, um, trying to get my body right, trying to get 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 my shot going, and um, you know, just 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 working at it and see where it can take me. Your agent also represents uh, Marcus Towns and Dante Ingram. Uh, how are those two guys? Obviously, familiar faces from 
your early career at Loyola. How are those two guys going to be resources going forward? Have you talked to them at all? Yeah, I, I've talked to them. Um, you know, I, I don't think that those two guys being with, with uh, Keith, who, who, who I signed with Keith Creeder at Edge, um, you know, those two guys being with him really had no effect on, on um, you know, if I signed with him or not. Just because he represent, uh, represents two Loyola guys doesn't mean that I was, um, you know, favoring him or, or anything. I, I really came into, into this process with an open mind, with a, with a good, you know, I, I wanted to get my information, wanted to get, you know, I, I met with a bunch of guys, whether it be Zoom, in person. I really wanted to do my homework on this process. And, and in the end, uh, excluding all that stuff with, with the Loyola guys and everything, um, you know, I, I just came down to my own decision and my own conclusion that, that Keith would be the, the, the best for me. And, uh, you know, it's just kind of a bonus now that, that I get to, you know, work and, and be a part of the same place as, as some guys that I've already played with and stuff. So, but, yeah, I, I, I was texting with those guys, you know, what do you think about, about the, the agency and stuff. But ultimately, in the end, it, 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 was, it was my decision and, and uh, me and my family, and, and I, did, I did what I thought was best for me. And now let's look at the future for the Loyola program, which you are now an alumnus of. What do you think – is in store for the Ramblers with, you know, Lucas, Keith, Tate, and Ahir coming back along with these recruits and Drew's promotion. Like, I want to get your thoughts on what's next for that program. Yeah. Um, you know, I mentioned it earlier. Uh, they're in really good hands. I think, I think Drew brings, you know, Drew's the youngest head coach in college basketball, 29 years old. I think he brings some, some new blood, some, some life. Um, obviously coach Moser was, was had great energy, great passion, but, um, you know, now Drew gets to kind of run the show and, and run things his way. And it might be a little bit different than Coach Moser, but it might be a little better. It might be a little worse. Who knows? But, um, you know, I really think the guys are really going to buy in and, and really, really, really believe in what Drew's talking about. And, and most of the stuff is, is going to be the same. You know, the culture is going to stay the same. I don't think that, that there's going to be this big shift in, in the way we do things. And it's always going to come down to competing and everything. But, you know, uh, the offense might be a little bit different. The, you know, the defensive scheme will be the same. Uh, it's just because that's what's proven to work. Um, you know, I, I know Drew's going to have really high expectations of these guys, just like Coach, uh, coach Moser did, and that's never going to change for, for anybody who, who's, who's a coach of Loyola. So I, I'm excited. I know, I know some of the guys are excited too, just to, just to get a, a different perspective. And obviously, you know, Coach Moser, we all appreciate his time here at, at Loyola and we, we enjoyed it. But, um, you know, he, he's moved on and, and now it's time for the Ramblers to move on too. So I think I think they're in good hands. Like I said, I, I'm, I'm really happy they kept it in-house. Um, you know, definitely didn't want someone coming in, uh, trying to switch the culture up and, and, you know, kind of throwing away everything that we've built here over the last four years. And, and um, you know, I'm definitely, definitely happy with that. And at the end of the day, um, you know, it's going to come down to the, the players, the guys, the guys buying in, working hard, everything, um, following what the coaches are, are teaching. So, um, yeah, they're in a really good spot right now. And, and, you know, like you said, most of those guys are coming back. Um, I'm, I'm the only guy that's that's actually leaving. So we've got a lot of talent, got a lot of uh, young guys coming in. we got some transfers, some Ivy League guys, and, and we got some guys that have transferred away. Um, you know, Cooper, Capus, Pax, a couple of big Frank, um, you know, some other guys that felt like, uh, it was their, in their best interest to kind of go and, and, and go somewhere else. And, you know, I wish those guys a lot of success and, 
um, you know, it's just it's just a, it'll it'll be a little bit different of a team, but uh, I think they'll they'll be good. And man, the Valley's going to be be tough next year. I've been talking with with a lot of people. Just you know, all the Drakes coming back, Missouri State's coming back. Um, you know, AJ Green and, and Northern Iowa Fife is coming back. So it will, it will definitely be a good season. The Valley Hoops and and wherever I'm at, whether it be overseas, NBA, G League, um, I'll definitely be be keeping up with the Valley for sure. Well, you almost answered my next question. Assuming it works out, will we see you in Gentile Arena as soon as we can have fans back in? Because I know I'm going to try and go. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, it might be hard if I'm out in Italy or France or something to get to a game. But, yeah, I mean, if I'm in the States and, you know, they're having fans up there and everything, it'd be great to get back in Gentile. I know I know, my dad and my brother are 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 missing ramblers basketball and they've already told me that they they want to get to games and, and everything so um yeah i know uh i'll be around i'll be a face of the program obviously i'm a proud alum man and uh i'll be up there in the summer working out with the guys every once in a while I'll come up and play with them and, and everything so I, I know they'll be working up there and and hopefully i'll be able to catch a couple games but uh right now you just you just never know where i'll be at so i would love to especially when my playing career is done and, and I'm, you know, hang up the, the shoes. I'll be at Loyola games all the time and, and uh, you know, just, just a friendly face to everybody. Are you going to be a harmonica player after your career is done? Is that kind of what I've gathered? Uh, you know, I'm not, the, I'm not the best harmonica guy. You know, <laughs> I, I just did it for fun, kind of a thing to – honestly, it was a – I had played a while and, and a lot, and I kind of really – I was in peak form uh, during – the bubble and everything but um you know i, I don't know uh, i've not i'm not i haven't practiced in a while and i've gotten pretty <laughs> rusty but it's just something fun to do for sure <laughs> hey last question for you before i let you go and you've been really generous with your time is the mustache sticking around that's a very important question to ask <laughs> yeah no it's got to stick around I, I think i'm contract uh obligated to to have it stick around <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, no, yeah, I think I'm going to keep it around. Uh, just something fun again, man. I mean, the, the, all the stuff that's come out, the crutch stash and everything, um, it, it's, it's been great. It's been cool. It's been fun to just kind of play around and kind of have that interaction with the fans and, and everything. And, uh, you know, it's just part of my brand now, part of my personality and, and everything. And hopefully I, I can add some, add some stuff to it and try to get a little thicker. You know, get it, get it, get it growing a little bit more. But uh, yeah, I think it's here to stay for a while. And um, yeah, you want to get like Raleigh Fingers level, or do you want to get like Walt Frazier level? No, not Walt Frazier. <laughs> not, not but uh, no, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna see where it takes me. And you know, one day I'm sure I will shave it off. But I'll see where it takes me for now. And uh, you know, we'll just, we'll just let it ride for a little bit. Well, Crut, like I said, man, thank you again for the time. This was awesome. And, I mean, if you ever want to talk ball again, whether you're in the States, overseas, hit me up. I'd love to have you back on the show because this was really, really fun. Yeah, for sure, Nick. Um, you know, I appreciate you, your time at Loyola, um, just just writing articles about us and stuff. Uh, you know, you were you were one of those guys that was at all the games before we before we really got hot. You know, I can remember you sitting sitting uh courtside and everything at, in the at the uh, scorers table and stuff so um i appreciate you man and and i'm you know i'm proud of you you're, you're kind of moved on in your career and that's that's the exact thing that i'm trying to do so um you know a, a lot of uh, wish a lot of success for you and, and uh, yeah we should do this more often maybe 
once once or twice a month we, we get on and, and talk some bears and stuff and when the season really gets going uh you know i'll i'll be around so uh, just let me know and and uh yeah it'll be a good time if you ever feel the urge to start a podcast you, you got a co-host waiting for you that'd be a lot of, that'd be that'd be awesome yeah you know i actually, I actually do think uh i might get into the podcasting scene uh you know i know uh, my buddy will uh one of our one of the walk-ons at loyola will alcock is you know one of my best buddies on the team and we, we've really grown grown close over the years and he was he was talking about maybe doing a podcast uh, wherever i end up like a what like uh with him and me and him just kind of talking about, you know, the blurs and, and the bears and stuff and just kind of having fun maybe once or twice just to give the fans, you know, the, the, the fans just kind of where, where I'm, what I'm up to, what I'm doing and, and an update on the guys. So we'll, we'll get something figured out and it'll, it'll be a good time. Now that would be a show you and will having a podcast. I can only imagine it. <laughs> well, Crut, thanks again, man. Take it yeah. easy. All the best to you. Appreciate the kind words as well. All right. Thank you, Nick.